All right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Stories of Selling Human podcast. I'm your host, Alex Smith. I started this podcast because I believe everyone in the world will someday be faced with a situation, could be business, could be personal, that requires you to create change. I think we all want to be heard, seen, and understood. And the people who get our attention and convince, persuade, or influence us, they're not just salespeople. There are great humans throughout all walks of life that we're drawn to, and I'm going to share their stories here so that we can tap into what makes us human, practice our human skills, and ultimately, we'll all become better at selling by being human. All right, gang, so I am uh, pumped for this guest. Uh, I met this dude. This guy flew off the Zoom screen at a um, uh, an awesome networking dinner that I was a part of a few months back on on gratitude. We were part of the same group, and um, you know his smile jumped off the uh, Zoom screen, and he's just a pleasure to talk to. This dude, he he works with companies in HR, payroll solutions, benefits admin, HRIS mobile apps, recruiting systems, really full service HR platform software. Uh, and he's he's a sales guy. He's been doing that uh, for a while. He's been in sales for 10 plus years across all sorts of things. He sold B2B event solutions, AR solu- HR solutions. He started training uh, uh, door-to-door sales reps. So we can talk to, talk about that because I have affinity for door-to-door, door-to-door selling myself. This dude's just an all-around great guy. I'm so happy for the world to know him. Please welcome Ramon. Basie to the podcast. Welcome, Ramon. How are you? Thanks, Alex. You're an absolute hype man. Uh, I want to just take you everywhere I go before I walk into the store, before I walk into the office, back when I used to walk into the office, before I come into the home. You're awesome, (laughs) but thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Cool, man. Yeah, people have said like uh, they want to take me in the uh, when they wake up in the morning, but I I like your explanation too. Um, I'm not going to ask you who those people are. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Very funny. Um, yeah, man. So, Ramon, uh, you know, tell the world about yourself. I mean, um, you know, I, I, I met you uh, over a Zoom meeting, and this is about unique human beings. So, um, what's the story of the you know, unique human being that we everybody gets to hear from today? And what do you think people can learn from, from your story? Oh, absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity to share. Um, yeah, I mean, I started out like any other person, so to speak, in a small town. I uh, grew up in the town of Princeton, New Jersey. Uh, you know, I was going to school, didn't really know why I was going to school. Folks told me we had to go, so I went. Um, school was always, for me, uh, a time to socialize more than to, to learn, <laughs> sadly enough. Um, but with that, um, I remember one day going to see my guidance counselor. They're probably giving me a hard time about running late because sometimes I like to lean into charm other than uh, show up on time. And I go in and I see a, a job posting board and I'm just waiting for my guidance counselor to get ready. Miss Satterfield, I remember her name. And I see that there's a job hiring. They said about $10 an hour. So now I'm dating myself. And I say, that's what I want to do. And it was a sales gig going on. Uh, door-to-door sales, selling newspaper subscriptions in my local town. Um, so that's kind of all how it all got started. And I don't want to run too far and answer too many questions. And I'll kind of let you uh, direct me here, Alex. 
I love it. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, my first job was newspaper, uh, a news uh, paper boy. Um, so I worked in Omaha, Nebraska, just slinging papers and taught me like how to talk to people and how to not, uh, how to throw a pop proper newspaper at someone's uh, door without like hitting their door and, and being respectful and, um, you know, managing my own business and all, all sorts of things at a real young age. But, um, it's awesome, man. I also have done door to door and it's, it, we can talk about that later, uh, in the, in the thing about just, yeah. Um, <laughs> interrupting people in the home is probably oh. the craziest type of sales you could possibly, possibly do. And so I'd love to know how you did that before I get into that. Um, you know, the, the, the title of the podcast stories of selling human, I'm, I'm really curious about what people think about, um, you know, just selling in their day to day, um, digging into that and being a great person before we hit put record, you were talking about just, um, getting people to just like you, no matter what the outcome is. Um, and, um, I'm just curious about what do you think it means to be a good human being in sales? Um, what does that look like for you? Oh, great question. Um, it took a while to learn this. It wasn't something that I knew in the beginning before. It was all about how can I fill up the pipeline? How can I get a deal? How can I get commission? Um, but I think as sort of sales has sort of progressed and I kind of realized that that wasn't going to last for a long time, I started looking at it more as about can I actually help this person? And if I can't actually help this person, I'm probably speaking to the wrong person. Um, and the minute that you start, you're able to realize the profile, what your buyer is, and realize the kind of people that you can actually help, your whole sales game completely changes. Because then you're a genuine human being. You actually have a solution for their problems. So when you speak to them, you're more speaking to them from a place of, I can be your hero today. I know you don't know this, Miss Prospect. But I'm telling you right now, based off of your challenge, I am literally your hero for X, Y, and Z. And that completely changes the game, changes the conversation, changes your confidence when you actually have a solution that matches the problem. It's a lot easier too if you have a really, really great solution and not selling anything that isn't so good. What do you think about that? <laughs> I like, <laughs> I've, I've, show, I've sold a lot of both in my career, um, <laughs> things that just I knew were junk, but um, you know, I, I was trying to get people to, to understand, like, you know, if I could, if I could help them, you're right. Like if you can help them, but you think your product's junk, um, you know, at least it's genuine. You're not trying to like pull the wool over someone's eyes, but um, it, it's always better, you know, when, when you believe in what you sell. I mean, I think, um, you know, what you said, I want to challenge it a little bit because I actually thought the same exact way. And I think what you said um, is so true in that, you know, the, the helping people, like it's, it's a very, we, people complicate sale, sales into processes and, you know, like, I need to like read tons of books. And yes, there's a million great books about sales. You could spend a whole lifetime reading books on sales. And I, I, I'm guilty of, you know, being addicted to sales books and, and trainings and things like that. But at its core, at its core is just what you said is when you can find someone you can help and you can't help everyone. You know, I used to think in sale, I can close any, if, if, you know, if I'm, if I'm good enough, I should be able to close anybody, you know? Um, 
but you can't help anyone nor should you. And if you frame it in that way, I think that's a good framework. What I was going to challenge you on is this people um, is the concept of being the hero. And, and only because I, I once had a trainer and, and it really shifted my mindset about being a hero. Cause I, I was the same way. I'm like, I want to literally like be the saving grace of this company because before they met me, they were, they just didn't, they were lost and I helped them find the way. And I was the one to do that. And she was like, you know, we say a lot of things like, we're going to help you do X, Y, and Z. We're going to um, be able, we're going to uh, make sure that uh, X, Y, and Z are with our product, our solution, uh, you're like, we can do this for you. Our, our, we, we, me, me, I want to, and it's all me focused as opposed to, and in the trainer said, anytime we used our or we or me or I want to, we had to wear a cape and that cape was to signify that we weren't the hero in every movie there's a guide right and every every hero story in a movie star wars you know luke isn't the hero like it's he starts out like not knowing like who he's just a nerf herder he's just a farmer and until he finds um you know obi-wan and who finds he's always the hero inside he didn't know he was but he he actually revealed it in himself and showed him the way and, and he became the hero but um really like it's like being obi-wan in a so so she made us wear this cape because to, to signify that we're like you know kind of shaming us almost like you're you want to be a superhero right well then you get to wear a cape you're not the hero your clients you're making the client the hero so i just thought that was interesting but you know i completely agree with helping the uh, client I, what do you think about that that concept of making your client the hero? I, you know, first and foremost, uh, sales floors are a typical place to, to grow up, to live, to work on. Um, yeah. I think I would have told this person, not here, all heroes wear capes. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to need to put a cape on me to recognize that I'm, I'm the hero. Uh, but I 100% agree with you. I think it's really, really important to kind of build on what I was saying before. Um, it's really, really important to understand what the challenges this person has and try to shift your focus to, mm. it's very much, we've all heard this before, but really wear their shoes and just imagine if you did have those challenges, how your solution can line up to those particular yeah. Uh, yeah. challenges. Totally. So I think that's really, really important. Totally. Put yourself in the buyer chair. She was just saying, you know, instead of saying I, we uh, maybe say you'll be able to, you're going to be able to accomplish this. You can find this. You're going to see these results if you should go this direction. Right. So like that was that little shift, but cool, cool. So um, Before we switch, if you don't mind, uh, yeah, you were speaking ahead. about shift and you were kind of speaking. And I remember a few years back, um, the senior salesperson told me, he goes, Ramon, when you go on a sales call, don't sit on the other side of the table. Sit on the same side as the table as the prospect. 100%. Literally through your language, wrap your arm around them. I mean, if you can physically do it, different times. <laughs> but wrap your arm around the person and say, hey, yeah. I understand your problem i've got the solution and we're going to walk together to solve yeah, this yeah and i think that's yeah. so so important and if i think if 
I can continue to do that and do it even better of taking myself out of my own shoes, going on the other side of the table and wrapping your arm around the prospect and saying, hey, I completely understand what your challenge is. And this is what we are going to do together to get you over that hump. Um, it really, really absolutely changes the game for you. Totally. Yeah. Collaborate with the person. I, I want to, I mean, one of my go-to lines, I want to say it was Anthony Interano, uh, you know, sales isn't something you do to someone. It's something you do for and with someone, um, you know, so I completely agree with everything you just said there. Um, so talk about like some of these, I, I think uh, a lot of the art of sales is in our soft skills. I call them, you know, human skills. And, you know, you went through a lot of that empathy and things like that. What do you think, what, what are your like, you know, go-to things that like make up a great salesperson in terms of soft skills and maybe yourself, what does that really look like for you? I mean, first of all, I was uh, chomping at the bit as you were going through and thank God that sales are, is absolutely soft skills and not hard skills because at that point, I'm not sure that I'll be doing it. <laughs> but uh, uh, realistically, uh, I, I think what really separates good salespeople from not so good salespeople is how quickly you can become super real and superhuman with them. I think oftentimes when you start out in sales, you think it's all about what you say and what you do and like what you convince them to do. And I think that while going on that journey and the sales process with that particular prospect, the sooner you can kind of share real life information about Ramon, real life information about Alex, real things that are going on in your mind, the prospect will begin to do the same thing. Because the whole idea here is to get them talking talking you through the reasons why they're able to say no. And the minute that you can create that trust and that space that they can really share what's on their mind, that's when you can get to work. That's when you can get over those obstacles. It's so many times that I've been in that experience and I don't, I'll throw it out there for you guys. We've all been there where it's like, I don't know what happened. The prospect just ghosts me. Well, what happened is they didn't trust you enough that they could share with you the real issues and the real reason why they couldn't do it. So the minute that you can create that space where they're able to tell you everything like, hey, um, the reason why I can't move forward with this deal because I'm not the boss and I got to go to the boss and I'm nervous to go talk to them. Well, if you knew that, you could potentially equip that person to go talk to the boss. So those are sort of the little things that happen that oftentimes have seem like rocket science, but it's really, really that simple. Just create the environment where someone will share absolutely their whole heart and their whole reasoning behind, and that'll create opportunities for you to help them to get over those obstacles. Yeah, man, so, so true. Uh, yeah, like, let's stay there, the environment. Like, what are things that, you know, have, I wanna, I, I'm really interested to hear this from you, like in both a business sense and like maybe even a, a personal sense, you don't have to get too personal, but like in just I'll kind of personal. like, yeah, yeah. What, how, how do you create environments with people, you, I, like we just met, We've only known each other not more than a month. And here we are, you know, like a lot of people you may have met that night, you don't remember their names. Um, so how do you create environments with people you just meet for the first time uh, in your business and personal life to get them to connect with you? A hundred percent. Fantastic question. Um, I would say when someone asks you, how are you doing? Just don't say good. 
add a little extra there. All so often people are like, oh, you're done, done well. It's been okay day, moving on. It, and those opportunities, when someone gives you the chance to speak, that's when you start turning on your real self. So if Alex would ask me how I'm doing, I say, this is, I'm having a really, really great week. This is the last thing I'm doing today. I'm going on vacation tomorrow. It's only one day off. I've got a wedding to go to. I'm kind of dealing with the whole COVID wedding. Do you go? Do you not go? But at the end of that, Alex is like, all right, this Ramon guy's a human. I just learned that like this last thing he's doing, he's probably getting all antsy because he's about to sign off. He's going to a wedding. Oh yeah, I understood what it's like to go to a wedding. And then when I ask Alex how he's doing, chances are he's not going to say good. He's going to be like, yeah, I'm doing okay. But what you're saying sounds pretty cool. And already right there, you've created that human element and you've kind of taken away that whole, I'm, I'm the salesperson, Alex is the prospect or vice versa. So I would advise all salespeople, like when you have those opportunities to speak or to answer any questions, add a little couple personal touches, be a little extra, a little more forward with some things. And I think that the prospect will kind of do the same without even you asking. Yeah, I love that. Um, you know, it's so easy just to be like, yeah, you're good. Cause you don't, you feel like you, you know, you, you're just, you don't want to say something for fear of judgment or maybe you know, you, you want to, you want to respect their time, but people like are, people are going to reciprocate things. You don't even realize, like they may tell you stuff that you were never even going to no, think you would hear or know <laughs> if you gave them a little bit of you, you know, cause they, they felt safe to tell you uh, that. Um, I agree. You know what you said, I think some people think that because this is for people that are not in sales as well. So non-sales and sales people. And so I, I think, um, you know, have you, you know, come across people in your day-to-day um, that you consider that do that really well, but you know what, they don't have a quota. They're not like selling a widget or a product or a service, but yet they, you just like light up and you're like, huh, I just feel great talking to you. You make me feel better when I talk to you. Um, and what that, me um what that looks like look like for you yeah yeah absolutely so now here's my chance to get personal growing up um as a kid i spent a lot of time with my grandma and her friends and just basically you know being a church kid it goes to church with his grandma but something that i noticed that older folks do because they're typically not in the rush they continue to ask questions, even when you don't really want to talk about it. And they advertise information that you don't want to know. But what that does is it creates that environment uh, where you believe they actually care whether they do or not. And that's the same thing, I believe, for sales and in these situations. And they weren't trying to necessarily sell me anything. They were just trying to know who this young kid is growing up and going to church. But I think from spending so much time with older folks and the way they kind of move and they don't rush things, they definitely don't rush things, um, it sort of rubbed off on me and it's uh, totally, totally helped out my um, sales career and it's, it's helped me to see people that are engaging and caring with people that don't necessarily looking for something in return. I, oh. I think they're a very, very good example. Yeah. Um, and, and did you open up your, were you opening up to your grand, your grandparents and you're like, wow, why am I telling my grandparents all this stuff about my life? You kind of have to, you're sitting in the room yeah, with them yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. and they keep asking more detailed questions, but it's, it's funny, but if you kind of mirror that model and actually care 
Like, don't reach out to people that you don't care about. There's thousands of prospects out there. If you actually care, it's a lot different when you talk to people that you care if you want them to do it. You don't give up. You feel like it's your obligation to help them because you know you can help them. It changes the whole game. You don't need the script. You don't need your boss. You don't need to grab a senior person to jump on. You actually care about the person. So you're going to put your full heart into it. And I think if we're able to create those environments more often as salespeople, I think we would see more success. And it would take away the whole negative connotation that comes with it. Yeah, totally, totally. You know, just... I think you can't ever lose sight about that. Yeah. Because like some people think that's like, Oh, it's so, um, you know, oh, Ramon, that's, that's all kind of hokey pokey and, you know, that's cute. Yeah. Okay. Care and, you know, care more, but I mean, like, look at yourself. Like if someone was doing that to you, would you be less likely to want to talk to them more or would you be like, huh? Wow. Like what? Like, I, I love like thinking like, you know, I have a lot of friends that are similar. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, Ramon, if you've been using that approach and it's like so ultra caring and like helpful where the person literally goes like, Ramon, like, I don't get it. Like, what's the catch here? Like, what do yeah. you, I don't get it because there's so many people that are approaching them like, Hey, on LinkedIn, you know, Ramon, I have this like, um, new like franchise opportunity that you might be interested in. Uh, would you want to schedule 15 minutes to talk about it? And you're like, I don't even know you. What are you talking about? You want me to give you three years of my life, like <laughs> or five years of and, and $50,000 versus like, Hey, Ramon, like awesome profile. I love that you're into this. Like, what do you like about it? You know, I, um, I, I totally agree. And Sorry to cut you off. It just, no. it got me really exciting. I think it's important to, uh, for sales folks to organize their leads. And I don't mean get your Excel and your spreadsheets, because let's be honest, salespeople, we're going to be dealing with this problem until we're off this earth. We're never going to get it figured out. Um, I've been chasing a better spreadsheet my whole life. Uh, but what I mean by that, I think it, it's important to organize the people that are ready to move now versus the people that are ready to move in a couple months versus the people that are ready to move in a few years. And you can't rush it at all. This is more like treasure hunting than forcing people to do things. And I think the, the better we are at recognizing where that person is in the sales process, the better and more authentic that we can be that'll lead to our sales as crazy as it sounds. You can't force a person that's a year away to buy today. You just can't. But if they're ready to buy now, you can. So I think it's just really, really important to understand the profile of your buyer, making sure they actually need your solution, and then figuring out when they would actually need it. And based off of that, then tailor your approach. Not everyone needs to set up a call today. Sometimes you just have to say hello and let them know you're there and set up a call in a couple months. And it's sort of like dating too, but I won't go too far. Maybe kids are listening. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Yeah. I mean, um, I completely agree. Like get to know the person, you know, sometimes we feel like everything has to be right away and like, okay, we have to figure out a way to, to get it now. So you have to have like that feel like, is someone ready to, 
do this now and, and, and try to do it in a soft way um, where you can like find that out without seeming like, you, you know, you need this. It's about when they need this, not when you need it. Um, you know, so much, so many times, like, I don't know, like I'm thinking personally too, like, um, man, like, you know, I, I, I don't know, like I, if I, if I say like to my wife, like, um, you know, I'd really like to do this this weekend, or I'd like really like to, you know, watch this, this, or I'd really like to, she's like, I don't care. Like, you're just making it like, you didn't even ask me, like, instead of being like, would you like, or would you be interested? Or what would you like to do? Um, you know, I, it, she catches me sometimes. And guys, I've been doing this for like 16 years or more. Um, you know, it's, it's so quick to be like, I'd like to do this. And people think I, I, I'm being weak if I'm not telling people what I want to do instead of leading with what do you want to do? And then through that, you can obviously offer, Oh, that's great. Okay. Well, um, this is, this is what I want to do. Is there a way where we can do meet in the middle or do, do both or, you know, find a way to, um, get what we both want. Right. Uh, Absolutely. And I think that, um, ask one more question. Always ask one more question. Yeah. You know, maybe not like you guys know what I mean, but ask one more. I think, um, I I think simple questions. I I don't think it needs to be like a game. I don't need to think that I don't think you need to treat the prospect like they're stupid. You can tell them why you're asking the question. I miss prospect. I'm asking this question so that I know when to follow up with you. And I don't annoy you because I know when I'm in the sales process, when someone calls me and um, mm. sooner than I'm ready, it pisses me off a little. Yeah. And I think that so many salespeople think that they need to find out their information by smoke and mirrors. Just ask them, tell them, yeah. I'm asking you this to make sure that you're actually yes. ready to yeah. move forward. Yeah. yeah, I think we went over everything based off of my vantage point. I think this deal is closed, but you tell me. Is there anything else on the table that would make this deal not close? And it's just, it, it, it's, it's easy. It's just crazy that because of all those books out there, because of everything else, we get so wrapped up into this. How's it supposed to be or how someone ran it out? Just tell them the truth. Yeah. And if you tell them the truth the whole time, you've built that trust and you've yeah. created that environment for them to tell you why they won't do it. Yeah. Yeah, make it okay for them to tell you. I, I also like, you know, the exa- yeah. right what you said, like, hey, tell me, I'm telling you this so that uh, whatever, because of this and hey, and, and even admit, and maybe it's not the right time. And if that is the case, it's okay. And I want you to tell me, believe me, I can handle it. Um, rather than, you know, like two months from now, I'm chasing you down and, and you're ignoring me. And I, you would hate that if I were you and, and you would probably, uh, you know, and I would hate that um, just being uh, the one uh, where I'm feeling like, you know, I'm being desperate and you know, you're ignoring me. So we'd both hate each other. So instead of doing that, why not? Let's uh, just get all the cards out on the table. I love that. Um, you know, remote, what are you just like, what do you think, how would you define like what sales is really for you? Like you said it in the beginning, I think you've said it throughout this whole entire thing, but like, I mean, it's such a loaded question, so big, but I think I like to, you know, see where people's heads at, like when they think of 
of what it really is because I think it's um, and I'm and I'm asking and I'm explaining why I'm asking you. So go go yeah. whether you just said yeah. I'm ex- asking you because I think it's gotten such a bad stigma. I think a lot of people are afraid of it. I think people that are doing it um, are doing it uh, for a long, long time. And they're um, maybe they have misconceptions about what it's been, what it is because of how they were trained. Um, but ultimately I'm asking you because I think everyone does it differently because we have to, because we're all unique human beings. So while principles might stay the same, how it's applied is different. So where does your mind go? when I say, Ramon, like what is sales to you? Like, what does that mean to you? hundred uh, percent. I love it. How you set that up. Um, one thing I would say about sales, sort of the challenge, um, and I got to tie it into HR because that's yeah. my sell, HR solution. I love that. HR. Yeah, and that's my background too. Yeah. Thing. And it's, it's similar to, um, I think salespeople are similar to HR people. If I can tie this together, Alex. Yeah. And I think that at least junior HR people and HR people that just get started out don't typically go to school for HR. They're typically the office manager. They're typically an intern. And all of a sudden they're like collecting everyone's ID, they're scanning it, and then they're, you know, running things through payroll. It just, it's sort of how it happens. And I think because it's such a low barrier of entry to do these things in the beginning, that there's so many people that are doing it that just aren't into it which makes it really, really difficult for the people that are professionals, that are career people, because you have them basically screwing up the world with their terrible skills. And I think it's the same thing uh, with salespeople. There's just so many people are like, oh, I don't know. It's easy to get the sales job. They hire, they hire quick and they fire fast. Um, so I think that's sort of the challenge with, um, with sales. That's sort of what I think about it in terms of for myself. Um, because I find myself to be a sales professional, I would call myself that. Um, I would say sales is really just taking a package and it's your job to deliver it to the people that need it. And it's your job to describe parts of the package that that person that needs it is going to care about in that time. And it's not about selling the whole package. It's about selling the pieces of the package that that person cares about. And it's your job to really understand what the person cares about it and link them up to the stuff that you do or the stuff that you have that they would want. Don't think that it's about reading your whole pitch. The whole pitch is there if you need it. But most of the sales that we all do, we don't go into the whole pitch. We take a couple components that that person cares about. It's not what I care about. It's what they care about. And I think that when we're able to get out of our own heads Um, and get over our own selves and really just think about it when we're watching TV or when we're doing the things that we want to do, we do the things that we care about. And if someone talks to you about the stuff that you don't care about, what do you do? You completely shut down. So don't do that to other people. Talk to them about what they care about. Who cares what's on the pitch? We all get them. (laughs) They know you have them. Yeah. 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 And I think all the stuff that you've said throughout this whole, no, yeah, I I love that answer. I think in, you know, um, I'm going to go off of your, your, what you've said this entire time has just been about um, like helping people and finding out, um, you know, how you help them and what they care about. And, you know, and, 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 and you're, you're not like telling them like, 
what to care about. You're literally just being so curious. And like you said, ask one more question and, and you're just trying to, you know, just maybe you don't, you don't even know where you're going. I think as salespeople, you don't, um, you know, you're not selling the whole package. You're leading them to uh, discover what it is. They, 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 some things they know they care about and then some things they don't even know that are in the package. You're leading them to find out that they do, but you're not, your job isn't to sell them the entire thing um, that you have necessarily. It's the, the, the outside package is irrelevant. Like what they, what they care about um, completely is. And I I completely agree. Um, Man, that's. I also would want to add into that uh, patience. There's an order that we all learn in training. After I say this, I do this. After I do this, I do this. But if it was really that way, we wouldn't be salespeople. Computers would do it because we could program the computers to do it. And it's something that I continue to learn all the time. Sometimes it's okay for you to slow down the process. Sometimes you can say, hey, Miss Prospect. And I love that I'm using Miss instead of Mr. Yeah, Just yeah. point that out there. Yeah. Hey, Miss Prospect. Um, I don't think you're actually ready to see the price yet. We're not there yet. Stop them. You coach them through the process. Just because on that paper, your training goes, oh, after I do this, I got to do. No, no, no. You slow it down. They have to earn the right to see the price. And Mm. I think it's just really, really important to be patient. I think it's important to create that environment where people are able to share. Because if you're anything like me, you're going to screw stuff up. Yeah. You've got to screw it up. But the one thing that you always have is if you create that environment, they'll talk to you again. Yeah. And that's the most important part about sales, I believe, is making sure that a person's willing to speak to you again. I love how you said that. You know, yeah, because um, they're willing to speak to you, I think, when it's not about your package or what's in it. It's, it's like just what you said when they think, wow, they just like are so concerned about my best interest. Um, they they are just the, the the buying process all of it it's i i trust this person because man they're not even talking about their stuff now they're talking about how i make this decision whether it's with him or not maybe it's with somebody else and he's prepared to admit that too it's it's um you know it's it's truly um you know focused on them on their side um and uh yeah, human, very much. So, um, can I add uh, in a couple more now? Go ahead. Coming to me. Go ahead. I'm just rhyming now, man. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, you're, you're, respect yourself. Respect yourself, salespeople. If we're going down this line and and they're just giving you a hard time just for whatever reason, we all have those prospects. You walk away. You are like they have to earn the right of your attention. It's a real relationship here, so see your own value too, and, and yeah. I can't, can't trust it enough. It, walk away from bad deals. Walk away. <laughs> as crazy as it sounds. You yeah. just, you speak differently. You come off differently. Um, yeah. And you're bad. You're, uh, you know, the rest, you're bad when you walk away from a deal. It totally changes the game. You know, I think, um, you know, I haven't had tons of relationships, but I can think of ones that I probably could or should have like walked away from sooner. And it wasn't a two-way 
uh, sting. <laughs> um, luckily, I'm with my wife and we've been together 16 years. And, and that's, you know, you, you know, relations or jobs or whatever well, uh, relationship. Uh, already, for that you already matter. said that uh, 16 years. So I guess like moving into an area where you might be getting in trouble. So it's like, I got to remind everyone. Been married 16 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but like relationships are two ways and we always think of them like, you know, we, we don't think of casual relationships that can be two ways. Like when you meet somebody for the first time, I mean, like a, like whether you're, you know, you're not, not in sales and you're just like, how can I have a two-way relationship with like a cashier or a customer service person or, a, you know, insert whatever, you know? Um, and it's, it's when you're, you know, it's, it's, it's when they feel like they can talk to you. It's when you open up that little door, that wall that's up that we all have, like when we don't know people that we don't know, um, you know, when they see that you're, you're giving and, and, you know, you're trying to open the door, it gets reciprocated and case in point with you, like, you know, we don't, we've never met some people be like, I don't know, is this, what's this Alex guy's motive of getting me on a podcast? Um, but I think, you know, we, we built that trust. It's like, okay, like, you know, and feel comfortable. Wait, and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, didn't I mean, think about it, man. no, no, you exact. That is, that yeah, is I didn't the key. Even think about it. Uh, and that right there is the key is that like, when you get to this place where it's natural, you don't even like think twice about it. Um, you know, so when you ask someone asks, Hey, can you help me with? Yeah, of course, Ramon, like you're awesome. I'd, I'd be privileged to, um, you've probably had clients say you ask them for something. Hey, can you help me out? Of course, you know, for you, yeah. anything remote. Yeah, you know? Have you heard that before? Oh, a bunch of times. I think my phone's ringing right now. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> but you know what, Alex, you know, the thing is, I don't want to sit on uh, this pedestal no. of us sitting here talking about theories, how it works, how to no. do it. Whenever I went through training, I always say like, all right, that sounds all well and good, but how am I going to actually do this in real life? Cool. Well, ask okay. me how you would do like show, ask me how I would do this in real life. How, how would you do it in real life? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you asked. Um, <laughs> I would mention that like, even in the, in the real world, when we're walking around salespeople and we want to like care a little bit more about our prospects, I think if we just start caring more about the people that we run into every single day, like you were saying before the cashier, ask them how they're doing before you hand them your card. Stop them. It, like, I promise you when you do it, they will even look at you like crazy. They're like, what? You're actually acknowledging me. You're actually talking to me. But as you do those things with people that might not matter or might not be able to give you something, or you speak to the people that might be cleaning up your office and you take a minute, all those things translate when you're on those sales calls. All those things come directly through because you have that patient and that's your style. You're the kind of person when you walk around and you see someone in the hallway or you walk down the, uh, the sidewalk, you're going to say hi to them because you're that kind of person. You'll stop and you will acknowledge them. And those doing those things will come through on your pitch. I cannot stress it enough. It makes you a more authentic person and it'll be second nature to the point where you won't want to do anything else until you acknowledge that person. And that's going to take the lid off of your sales. It's going to take a lid off your relationship and it's going to take the lid off your own happiness, even if I can go that far, but you know, we're talking about sales, not happiness. I agree. And, and there's people probably listening to this with like, man, guys, I'm terrified. Like, so the ultra extroverts, like I do that already done introvert maybe says that's just not me 
I, 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 I get my batteries recharged by myself and not around others. But, you know, I think you can, um, you don't have to be the life of the party to do what Ramon just said. I think it's, it's just a question. Like, how are you, how are you like really doing? Like, how, 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 like, how are you really doing today? Or if someone asks you, how are you doing? Like, don't be afraid to like share, like maybe you don't have to tell them everything that happened to you today and all the private stuff. Nah, nah. but you know, you can say, yeah, like, awesome. I'm actually doing this. Like, or if nothing's going on in your day, be like, you know, yeah, not much, but you know, I was really excited like a couple months back when I did X, Y, Z, or I'm going to be, I'm, I'm kind of excited for something happening a couple months from now, or, you know, I'm anxious to be honest with you. I don't have anything on the, on the, calendar and I'm really, you know, feeling kind of anxious and I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling the best right now. Like people believe it or not, like not everyone's going to judge you. Cause guess what? They're dealing with their own feelings, their own fears, their own stuff. They're not worried about your stuff. They're worried about their own stuff. So, you know, I, I worry about, we all have fears. We all worry about our own stuff, but I bet you, I bet you what, it feels better when you like try to let people in. Cause like, then like you'll feel like you'll you'll realize people have may have it even worse than you do and you'll feel a little better or you'll you'll, you'll relate at the end of the day you'll relate right I, I can't agree more and it's so funny whenever i get into these conversations about sales and what do you think about it and as the conversations go on i feel like it always moves to these conversations on just how to be a decent human being <laughs> just to be a good human just you know, being a good neighbor, like actually caring, remember that, you know, the problems that you had throughout your day, there's someone else out there that's also having problems in their day too. And acknowledging them, I can't stress it enough. Just acknowledging the human element, the, the, I don't have everything worked out. I've never lived before and threading that through your sales. And I promise you this game will get so much more fun it'll feel so much more rewarding and you'll, you'll really start to build relationships that'll go fight for you. Yeah. And I think not enough people do it. So when people do do it, they, they, they stop. Like you said, they, they sit back, they take notice, they lean in. And that's what I hope people do from your words today, man. I'm so excited for you this weekend. You're going to friend's wedding. Your fiance is going to go be a bridesmaid and, you know, have an awesome time before I let you go. I ask people a really fun question about the great unique human being that you are. So people get to know you a little bit and, to get to kind of know the person who you are that only is, you know, something that's about you. No one else probably can. Uh, like it's, it's a question that reveals like just something that's you. And the question's fun. It's this, it's like, what is something that could only, or some event, uh, something that could only and would only happen to Ramon Basie? Um, another, another way to think of it is like, what would someone say is like totally Ramon? you know, or that's like, oh man, man, that happened. You know what? That thing happened to Ramon. Oh man, that, that, that would only happen to him. What would that? Oh, I, all right. I love that you asked that question. And just for the record, I didn't know the question that he was going to ask me. And while you were going through like, what would happen to Ramon? A really quick story. It was my first job. I was selling B2B events. Right. And I remember going in on the interview on the Friday and basically I do the interview. I leave. And by the time I got up the elevator, they call me and go, hey, 
we wanted, uh, we want you to start. Can you start on Monday? I go, yeah. And I remember calling my mom. I was living in Princeton at the time. And I go, hey, mom, I just got a job on Wall Street. I'm going to be rich. <laughs> Whatever the case is, I'm like, I'm working on Wall Street. I'm going to be freaking rich. Like, move over. Don't worry about a thing. I got this. No way. And the funny thing is, I don't want to go too much in the weeds, but you had to wear a suit every day. And I didn't have the money to buy a suit for every day. But that's beyond the point. But our first paycheck day came, right? I've never got a paycheck like this. I was making $35,000. And this is probably, I don't know, 2015, 14. So I thought I was rich. Needless to say, I was far from it. But nonetheless, I remember um, us getting paid on that Friday. And I remember checking my bank statement because I've basically borrowed money from everyone to pay for the suits that I wanted to look good every day. And I don't know if you guys can see me, but I try to look good. But nonetheless, um, I remember looking and being like, oh my God, the money isn't there. Like, what am I going to do? I've counted on this money to get home. I'm a salesperson, whatever the case is. So I email HR basically saying like, hey, I didn't see my paycheck. It's going to be there. But I mistakenly emailed the whole company asking them about my paycheck. And, and how, how many people are at the company? Oh, about 300. Nice. And about 300 people, about 75 in my office. There's maybe about 50 in Miami. And then there's, I don't know, maybe about 100 and so, 150 or so uh, in the UK. And I kid you not, I probably got about 40 emails from different people from the company basically saying, Ramon, I'll loan you money, this and that. And I'm totally new, man. I don't know New York City. I'm still commuting. I got no cash. And it's just like, I just remember the feeling of just like, oh my God, guys, like I need this money. Plus I just embarrassed myself in my new job. Um, so it's something that would only happen to me. And I probably have a bunch of conversations. Uh, other things but that might be one, one of really the top resonates. three that i've ever heard um can i get it did it work out okay in the end did it like did you not it get did. fired did you just laugh at, was it were I, you were your but was your boss able to laugh it off i mean i'm sure they weren't like the, the happiest with you maybe they coached you but <laughs> i think that because of the situation everyone just really felt sorry for me good, it was just good such for you a good for you embarrassing yeah. moment that's all good um, but, you know I'm still not really rich yet, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> but you have a great story, and that's maybe even better. So, um, Ramon Basie, um, man, it's been a super pleasure to to get to know you. I'm so excited for uh, the world to get to know you, uh, like I have. It's been really fun. I appreciate fun. it, Alex. Thank you so much, man, for having me here. Um, I was a nervous wreck going into it. Um, and you're helping me kind of get out of my comfort zone. So I totally, totally appreciate it. Everyone out there, just lean in, lean into all the issues, the problems, lean in a little and it'll be okay. Cool. I love That's it. That's all man. I got. <laughs> I love it, man. Thanks a lot, Ramon. Hey gang. All right. Wow. You made it to the end. I know your time is valuable. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending your time here with me. If you heard a quote you liked, got a quick bit of value, or you have an idea that can help convince others to join, I urge you to take a minute and leave a five-star rating and review. That helps us gain influence and bring some really great guests on to add even more value to you and others. You can also always contact me directly and tell me your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you. All my info is in the notes. Let's help convince anyone that they have the ability to sell well just by being great humans. And this podcast is proof. All right. See you on the next episode of Stories of Selling Human. Thank you.